Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today we're talking about two Dario Argento films, which could only mean one thing. Brett and Allen are going to fight. Werewolves Horror Podcast, the podcast that discusses all things horror. I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm all right. Something <laughs> like a phenomena. Something like a phenomena. Mm. Wasn't that a, that was a song, I, right? I don't know. What that, <laughs> I don't know. I think that's I, a song. I don't know. It's like a rap song. Something like a phenomena. Have you started drinking yet? Mm. No. <laughs> Unfortunately. Got to drop that beat. Yeah. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to go back to the 70s and the 80s. We're going to look at the first film of one of Alan's favorite directors, Dario Argento. Well, a lot of people's favorite directors. Yeah, that's true. And unfortunately, you know, we talked about uh, Son of Monster Palooza a couple weeks ago uh, that we went to. Um, Argento was supposed to be there. Yeah. But he fell ill. He, he got and, sick. And he's an old man. He's he's not young, yeah. Yeah, he's in his 80s, I think. So he gets a flu. It's like, you better nip that shit in the bud mm-hmm. before yeah. it like progresses. So yeah. I don't blame him. But I feel like part of the reason why it was so crowded was because a lot of people went there to see Argento. Yeah. And although he wasn't there, they still had tickets. And they were just like, fuck, fuck it. it. We're going. Yeah, it was still a good time. Oh, yeah. no. Yeah, definitely. It was, yeah. It was just really crowded. Yeah, yeah. The the guest list, in my opinion, was wasn't very strong. Obviously, uh, there was there were a lot of guests, but it it wasn't any. Uh, if you weren't into phantasm, phantasm, yeah, if you weren't into phantasm, it was a little weak. But Argento was going to be there, and that was kind of the tipping point, I think, for a lot of people, especially because he is so old. And yeah. you know, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we all die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did, yeah, but did you know that? Did it, we all yeah. die? <laughs> this is a downer. Like <laughs> this is causing me to rethink everything. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, oh yeah, was... you get to a certain age, like you get a splinter and it's straight to quarantine. Yeah, yeah. and it's like uh, you're gonna get pneumonia. Yeah, it's like oh my god, you'll be in hospice yeah. the next day. <laughs> we we don't always realize it in this way, but a good way to put it is that we slowly deteriorate. Yeah, well, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but <laughs> that is definitely a truth, well, it, truthful way to put it. Yeah, I mean, it's. But it's I guess truth. what I'm saying is, is a lot of his fans are like, "This mm-hmm. is probably going to be the only time I'm yeah. going to have to meet him." Yeah. Because how often is he going to be able to do shows? Even right. if he doesn't pass away soon, it's like yeah, he's not going to be doing how many shows. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was looking forward to that. Although I'm not a huge Argento fan. I was looking forward to it because I was like, well, I got to meet him. I feel like he would be a guy that we would have a really good discussion with. Does he speak English? 
I think he does. He speaks English for a portion of the time, and then he'll speak Italian, <laughs> and, then, and then he'll go into German, and then he'll go back to English. <laughs> I say, because that might make the conversation difficult. <laughs> be just like his fucking movie, Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Anyway, this was uh, this will be the first film that we talk about from mm-hmm. 1970, The Bird with the Crystal Plumage. This uh, was his first film. Yeah, and it's based uh, off a novel yeah. by Frederick Brown, The Screaming Mimi. Yeah, and uh, the Screaming Mimi. That sounds like... It makes me think of uh, National Mimi Lampoon's Rogers. Vacation. Hey, everybody, we want on the Screaming Mimi. It makes me think of uh, Joe Dirt. Got any Hooskadoos, Hooskadoos, some Screaming Mimi? I'm surprised it didn't make you guys think of Mimi Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> Another Mimi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Virginia Madsen and Fred Gwynn and yeah, Fred Gwynn. the whole crew. The whole crew. Bird with the Crystal Plumage. It, based on the Screaming Mimi, which was adapted into an American film, but then... Argento wrote and directed this. This was his first uh, directorial. Yes. Yeah, his it debut. It was his directorial yeah. debut. Correct. Um, so let's talk about this film a little bit. It stars people. Nobody <laughs> that I've ever heard of. Tony Masante? Mis- yeah, Tony Masante. Susie Su- Kendall, who's in a lot of movies as well. Mm. Um, he is an American writer, and he's vacationing uh, with... Susie Kendall, who plays Julia, and she's an English model. Yeah, it's like his girlfriend, and she's there for a modeling job. Yeah. And he's getting, he gets paid right away for like a book that he wrote. Yeah, he's a writer. I think he writes articles. Um, I can't even remember what it was for. but I don't know what he's writing for, but I just know that he's like got kind of like maybe a writer's block right now. Yeah. And he's a little frustrated. And he's also like, he doesn't really care because like, Whatever he just recently wrote, he didn't really care about because they gave him a check and he looks at it and he's like, cool. Yeah. They're like, don't you want a copy of it? And he's like, no. <laughs> no and he just be. heads out. He's yeah. like, I got paid. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And so he heads out and he's like walking around. His model girlfriend is is off doing a shoot or whatever. And he's walking around and he walks by this art gallery mm-hmm. and something catches his eye through the window and he sees a, a figure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, little bit, a little bit of a struggle. He sees two figures, one dressed in like black with like a trench coat on or whatever. And that figure is presumably a man struggling with a woman and there's a knife involved. Yeah. And um, he goes and he runs up to the window and there's like two sets of doors. Like I'm trying to explain. Like, like for an art gallery, like usually when you walk by businesses, there's... Glass. Well, you got like the main doors. Entry, like the main doors, like the double doors that open. Then you got almost like a security it's door, like a kind foyer. of in front of yeah. that. Yeah, and um, that's closed off. But the entry to the foyer is open from the street, and he goes in there, but he can't get into the art gallery. Yeah, and then um, yeah, and he, he watches sees, her. Yeah, she gets shanked in the gut. Yeah, the figure closes off the door. He's trapped. Yeah, so she gets shanked. And then the figure closes off the door. And so now he can't get into the art gallery to save the chick and he can't get out to go get help. Right. Yeah. So he's like, he's just to watch. Yeah. He's pretty much watching and he's like screaming for help from outside, but it's like almost soundproof. Yeah. Yeah. Cause some guy comes by and he's all, he's all, um, well, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey paizon. And he's like, go get help. And he's like, I don't understand. <laughs> but anyway, he mouths police. And the, this guy apparently understands police. So he goes and gets some help. Yeah, but he watches. Like, Meanwhile, he's watching the woman. And she dies about 20 times. She doesn't die at <laughs> yeah, all. But yeah. like, she's like, oh, oh. And then collapses. And he's like, and oh, she- shit. And he's like, oh, help me. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, she starts crawling towards him, and yeah, she goes full Paul Rubens, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. (laughs) (laughs) But, but it is kind of a a weird scene too. Is like, although I was thinking while I was watching it, I was like, there's no way that he would get charged with anything. Although he would be a suspect. Yeah, and they kind of suspect him a little bit at first, but his fingerprints aren't on anything. Right, he has no blood on him. Yeah, so it's like. so the suspicion, yeah, the suspicion yeah. wears off on him pretty quick. But I was thinking as I was watching, I was like, how hellacious would that be? Like, you're trapped. You can't do anything to help somebody. Right. Yeah. And you can't get out or yeah. in. Yeah. And you're just sitting there waiting for the yeah, cops as you watch someone die. Yeah. yeah. And it's a great element in this in this movie. And I then think. to watch her die again and again. <laughs> and then not that. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah. And then uh, her, her husband shows up. Her name's Monica, the girl who got stabbed. Uh, husband shows up. And he's like, Mon- he's the owner of the art gallery. Monica. Yeah. He calls her Monica oh, several times. He says her name a lot. Yeah. But um, yeah, he shows up. And she and survives. She yeah. survives. And then the police the, question uh, the main guy. And the cops find a bloody, they find a glove. It's very OJ. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't fit this guy. He like stretched his hands out really wide. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't. My hands are. Yeah. Damn it. We yeah. should never have done that, Charles. And she's the badge. The cop's name's Mark Furman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. But uh, so, yeah, the cops question him over and over again. And he's like, look, nothing happened. He goes back and. Uh, but bang. they won't let him leave the country. No, they yeah. take his passport. Yeah, because he's, yeah. he's visiting in Rome. Yeah. So he's Inspector like, Morosini. Yeah. So he goes back to his apartment. And he bangs his girlfriend. <laughs> um, he basically tells her like everything that happened to him. and She doesn't really believe him. Like, yeah. And he's like, no, all this is true. But I'm going to bang you anyway. But then like. He he ultimately decides he's gonna help the cops because there's there's also been a couple other murders that happen. Yeah, yeah. And since well, his time in Italy is so dull and he's got the writer's block, he's like, yeah. So he goes to he the takes detective an interest. and he's like, I'm gonna help. Well, and doesn't he go for a walk and he gets attacked by like somebody with a meat? Yeah, cleaver, somebody right? attempts to like hack him. To yeah, death. And there's like this old lady and she's like, Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. He kind of brushes it off <laughs> and, and then he's yeah. Like, yep. But you're right, he starts working with the cops because then they bring in like a lineup of suspects. And I remember the inspector guy, he's like, bring in the perverts. Yeah, and then like some transgender guy comes in and he's like, that's not a pervert. That belongs with the transsexuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I just thought of? What yeah. kind of operation is it? Is? <laughs> I just thought of something. Yeah. When, Brett, when you were describing the scene where he gets attacked. Yeah. And he's like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah. I wonder if he's a horror mystery writer. And so these things that are happening... He's not at all surprised by it. Yeah. Or again, like... And that may be something that influenced him to want to try to solve the case. Or it could be, like you said, to your point, he was so bored and he couldn't go anywhere. And his wife was off gallivanting, blowing some photographer all day. (laughs) That he's just like, meh. And may as well solve some crimes. May as well go do something. At least there's some excitement going on. I think, yeah, I think he's uh, some kind of mystery pulp writer. Somebody dies. Some chick dies. And he finds out that the last thing that she bought was this piece of artwork. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes to the gallery, right? Yeah. And he's like, well, that's kind of weird. Yeah. Like she bought this artwork of this person killing somebody. Right. 
and then she died. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the owner of the gallery or whatever, he's like, oh, she was a lesbian. He's like, but uh, I couldn't care less about that because I'm not a racist. Which I, <laughs> I thought that was funny, like racist and homophobe. Like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, translation. Sometimes <laughs> things get lost in translation, well, I thought it right? Was, I thought it was intentionally done just I, it may, funny. It you know, might have No, been. it may have been intentionally done. That's it correct. Been. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 1970, so yeah. who knows? <laughs> so he's he's like working on this. Now you have to, pardon me. Well, the, uh, this this I don't know if I should I don't know if I should mention this right now. What if up? I should wait for like my review? <laughs> well, I'll wait for my review for this. But at one point, he they get a recording. Yeah. Of like the killer. Yeah, supposedly somebody the dying. Yeah. And there's this sound in the background. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his buddy, who's helping like investigate this or whatever. No, he's not even helping him. He's not helping him. But he's like listening to this recording. Yeah, that that part does help. Yeah. Yeah. But they're like listening to this recording and the guy's like, I'm going to go listen to this or whatever. And then homeboy decides he's going to go visit the artist who did the painting. Right. And he goes up there. This is kind of a, it's kind of a creepy this scene. This guy's super yeah. creepy. It actually kind of reminded me yeah. of that scene in Zodiac where he goes yeah. to see the, po- the it, movie poster guy. Yeah. It reminds yeah. me of a character from a spaghetti western or something. Yeah, this guy's really weird. Yeah. Uh, but he goes to his house and he has to climb a ladder because the guy's got all the doors boarded off. Yeah. Because the ca- he says because of the cats. And I was thinking, oh, he doesn't want cats coming into his house. <laughs> but it's no, because he doesn't want the cats to escape. Yeah. So anyway, he goes, he climbs up this ladder like all fucking Romeo and Juliet style. Yeah. And he climbs in. He's like, hey, I want to buy one of your paintings, one of your older ones. And he's like, all right. <laughs> he's like, have some food. So they sit down and eat some stew and have some wine. And uh, as they're uh, talking, this guy, the painter, is just a weirdo. Yeah. And yeah, he's an artist. He's yeah. disturbed. And, and he's like, I, his I house know. is all boarded up. And it's a fucking mess. Yeah, it's a mess. And so the guy's like, I'm going to go get a painting for you. And so he opens the door and like a cat escapes. And he's like, oh, well, I didn't know you had all these cats in here. He's like, yeah. He's like. <clears throat> I keep them locked up. And he's like, why do you keep them locked up? He's like, I want them to get fat. Yeah. He's like, why? He goes, cause they taste better. And he's like, Oh, I've never eaten cat. And he's like, you haven't. He's like, I gotta go. He's oh, like, and the, it's, it's a bolts. funny, it's well, kind of a humorous scene. No, yeah. th- there are a few humorous scenes in this film. And that's yeah. one of them because he goes, he tries, he wants to try to meet this guy to get more clues. Yeah. So he he says, I want to buy a painting. Like, that's why I'm here. But it's really not why he's there. Yeah. And so he's like, he gets the painting and then the cat story. Yeah. And then he's like, he's like, he's like 200, 200,000. 200, 200, and he's like, oh no. And he's like, looking uh, at the painting, like, but you see the look on his face. He's like, oh, this painting must not be that great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So yeah. the artist is like 200,000. And, and meanwhile, <laughs> the main guy is like about ready to barf. And he's saying no about the fact that he just ate cat. Yeah. And he's like, okay, 150,000. Then and he's like, no, he's like a hundred. Yeah. And then he's like, fine, 50,000. And the guy's like, he, he bolts out of the, yeah. out of the house. There's, there's some, there are a few. He's like, definitely one of the more memorable characters yeah. in the movie though. He's, yeah. yeah. He's like, Part Bob Ross, part Wolfman yeah. Jack. So yeah. interesting. All right, all right. Interesting all right. guy. Huh? Yeah, it's funny Here's to highlight that scene because there's there's definitely some like kind of dark comedy in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he had left his girlfriend at home, and she was like pissed that he left because uh, they're supposed to be heading on a plane back to the states yeah. at this point. 
And uh, he calls her and she's like, yeah, I'm here. I'm cool. Like, just get back. He's like, all right. Well, somebody comes to her door and it's the person dressed in black or whatever. She screams. She locks the door. You know, she locks up pretty good and tidy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She pushes a fucking dresser in front of the door and this person's coming in. Yeah. And all they got is a knife and they start like chipping away at the door. Yeah. This would be time consuming. Time consuming to say the least. This scene lasted <laughs> seemingly 10 minutes <laughs> of of the killer trying to get in and her just screaming and falling to the floor. At first I was like, oh, she's pretty smart. You know, she's like pushing stuff in front of yeah, the door yeah. and locking She's the trying door. to get in. The killer's like, this is uh, how you say uh, inefficient. <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's just like laying on the floor, like just screaming <laughs> and like throwing herself against everything. Well, the movie is from 1970, so you have a time period where it's very dramatic. There's a lot of over overacting, mm. you know, by today's standards. Yeah. in these classic movies, and so he like pokes a hole in the door to where he puts his eye in. Picky boo. And I thought it was cool too because she grabs a pair of scissors and she's gonna stab his eye out. Yeah, and he moves like right yeah. away. Yeah. Um, and uh, finally, the boyfriend comes home. And he's like yelling for her name and the killer leaves. And so he gets, he gets up there and he protects her and they fuck again. I think <laughs> like they're like making out or whatever. Um, and Oh, I also thought it was interesting that they're like at one point when the friend is over listening to the recording, like they just start fucking. I wrote that down. Like, yeah, they make out like right in front of him. And it's not yeah. just like kiss, kiss. No, it's like, pretty hot and heavy. Yeah. No, heavy. it wasn't that. 1970? It was more than a chicken peck. It was, it was a, more than what I would do to my wife in front of you guys. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you got to imagine it's... Uh, it's Italy. When in Rome, right? Yeah, <laughs> no. I want to like, get it, Brett. The, the Italian guy wasn't surprised. <laughs> The Italian, yeah, yeah. The Italian guy wasn't surprised, but he was he was so intrigued by the recording. He's like, "All right, see you guys later. I want to listen to this." Yeah. So, so they're fucking kicking it, and then uh, the Italian guy comes over, and he, <laughs> I like it too because he looks through the people. He's like, "Pip and Tom, huh? hey, Pip and Tom." <laughs> I love his character, like fucking Geppetto. I love hey, his character. Tom, huh? uh, so he comes in and he goes, "Hey, I was listening to that recording, and uh, the sound that you hear in the background is this bird." Yeah. yeah, it's a rare type a rare bird. bird from Siberia. Yeah, and he's like, oh, and there's only one of them, right? In uh, in Italy or something. Yeah, there's only one in Italy, yeah. and the guy's like, where? He's like, well, it's at the zoo. And he's yeah, like, let's go. Yeah, because he's he's making out with his girlfriend, and then he hears a clue, and he's like, whoa, he's like, I gotta go see this. And yeah. she, I think she gets pissed off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's always doing that to her. Yeah, she's like, I just wanted a dick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go to the zoo with the cops, and they're looking for this bird. And they finally find it, and and uh, the author's like looking around, and he sees an apartment, and he starts hearing screams. Yeah. So they go up to this apartment, and it's the the owner of the, um, oh yeah, the gallery, the gallery, yeah. and his wife. Yeah. Who who they had suspected earlier, and they're fighting again, and they have a knife. Uh, the owner of the gallery has a knife, and so they come up there, and the the cops are like, "Let go, let go," and ultimately the guy falls out of the six story window. Yep. Which, I think it was six stories, but it didn't look like that high. Yeah. Yeah. And it looked like he would have survived the fall. <laughs> like, he would have been hurt, but he probably would have survived. Yeah. He dies. But he confesses first. And then, yeah, he confesses and then to the crime. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the author's wife has taken the 
curator of the museum's wife away. No, no. With, she, with the detective or with the whatever. They go running away. Yeah, she runs away and and the friend and the girlfriend chase after her. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, okay. And then the author's like, well, where are they? And he starts looking for them again. He's tracking them down for a long time. He's like, have you seen this? And he's like going everywhere. Well, he finally comes and he finds them in like this room. And his girlfriend's all tied up. She's like hogtied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, what the fuck? And then he sees his friend holding a knife just like s- sitting there. And he's like, what are you doing? And then his friend just falls out of the chair. Yeah. And he's got a knife in his back. Yeah, he he's did. Dead. Yeah. And then he looks and it's the fucking chick who died 20 times yeah, at the beginning, the beginning of the, of the movie. movie. Mm-hmm. And she's a psychopath and she just starts laughing. She's yeah. the killer. And she's the killer. And then she chases him around. And she pushes this fucking sculpture on top of him. It's like a goddamn Beetlejuice uh, sculpture. <laughs> it is. It's got all these spikes in it. <laughs> yeah. But none of the spikes hit him. Like, it just traps him yeah. underneath it. And he can't get up. And she's going to kill him. And then uh, from behind, the cops come. He fucking yep. uh, karate chops her or something like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the old Miyagi right to the neck. Uh-huh. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, Fucking Sato and Miyagi. He's like, for, <laughs> chopping the, for <laughs> many for many decades, <laughs> trying to chop that log. For many decades in You'll movies, be Sorry. that uh, that one karate chop is proven to be oh. so lethal mm-hmm. for so many decades. Yeah, I'm sure your boy Charles Bronson gave a couple karate oh, chops he did. to people. He did <laughs> kill them did. instantly. He huh. did. I think after like Chuck Norris and Bruce Lee came out, everybody was like, listen, just throw a karate chop in there yeah, and we're yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, those guys were like doing actual karate and and uh, these people are just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the cops capture her and... Uh, and Julia's okay. And everybody's fine, yeah. except for the fucking Italian friend the who, who solved the whole crime. Yeah. But... Um, and then they the two fly away to America, and then you hear like the cops talking, and they're like, "Yeah, she's insane." And basically, what happened was is she was attacked like ten years prior, mm-hmm. and then selling that painting triggered her, mm-hmm. and so she got triggered into being coming a psychopath, and she murdered. But she yeah. identified with the killer. She identified. It, it was a it was a police psychologist basically explaining what had happened to her. And so, and her husband loved her so much that he wanted to save her, and yeah. he killed for her too. He killed for her too to he, save her. He wanted to protect her from any kind of exposure or anything like that. He didn't want her to be found out, and she was trying to kill him at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So, so the guy missed Saul exactly. So all the pieces are as they're explaining what happened with her. The author is all the pieces are starting to come together. That the the artist of the painting was friends with her. Mm-hmm. Um. She's a lunatic. Yeah. And her husband was a lunatic too. Yeah, she yeah. she cray. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So watching this movie, mm-hmm. and then I read about it, and I'm like, this movie, like I'm looking right now, it's got 7.2 on IMDb. Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's got 93%. Yeah. It's like really like highly regarded. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be more bored. Oh. In my life. Mm. I fell asleep three times watching this movie. Oh, you poor thing. I don't think you were really watching it. Then. Well, I had to. I woke up and then I was like, fuck, I got to rewind it. And I had to rewind it and watch it again. And I'm like, how Fight! Much? And I'm like, how much? Alan versus Brett. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Round one. No, no. Fight. I'm I'm, I'm not going to fight back because I... 
This movie I, is, and, and no offense, I come to expect this from you. <laughs> but that's okay. This movie is so boring. Mm. It is so long and drawn out. There is nothing interesting about it whatsoever. It's like I could tell this was Argento's first film because it was like a person who's like just discovering that they can they can tell a story. And it's like I know this was an adaptation, but it was I, I probably a better book, a better mystery novel or whatever, but it was there's the scene where the killer is attacking the chick in the apartment just like I said lasted seemingly 10 minutes, seemingly a half hour. Um when he's hunt when the author's hunting them down at the end, he's trying to find where they are. That seemingly lasts like 15 minutes. He goes up to everybody in the street, "Where are they? Where are they? Where are they?" Like Get to the fucking point. Well, the movie's only a little over an hour and a half long. I know. Yeah. And every time, I'm like, okay, it's only an hour and a half long. It felt like this movie was three hours long. Mm. So probably because it took me three hours to watch it. <laughs> uh. So I didn't like the movie. I found it boring. I, I thought some elements of it were kind of cool, like her being the one who was attacking at the beginning. I thought that was cool. And then come to find out, it kind of all played out. I mean, it's kind of Hitchcockian. But like, are, are you who's a fan? To, are you a fan of Hitchcock? Yeah, I find it. But it's someone trying to rip off Hitchcock. No, I I find it fascinating. Hitchcock was still making movies in this too. I know, but Hitchcock had been making movies since the '30s. Okay, granted, but maybe in the '20s. No, yeah. no, yeah, no, he Is made movies in the '20s. Back? Yeah, uh, it's. I just find it fascinating that you like Hitchcock, but you don't like this movie. What would you give it? Well, like I said, it, it seemed like a, a ripoff of Hitchcock. Yeah, but A piss-poor ripoff. Well, I get what you're saying, because I actually captured that in some of my is notes. Is Friday the there's, 13th a ripoff of Halloween? Uh, Kind of, but not really. But you love Friday the 13th. I do. They're they're both they both got a killer. They both and you love some fucking shit movies too, buddy. So don't tell me no 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 no. I'm not I'm not saying they're shit movies because they're not. Yeah, I don't know why you're implying that. But my comparison is well because Friday Thirteenth. Like I watched Friday Thirteenth Part Six the other day. David and I we went saw it and I'm like this is really cheesy. I love no 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 no. I'm talking about I'm talking about the first one and one and two. Let's say one and two. Yeah, it's a ripoff of Psycho. It's a ripoff of Halloween. It's a. It's but, a but that's my point. Everything. That's my point. They're all great movies. But it was done well. I found this was a piss poor ripoff of of a of Hitchcock film. Which Hitchcock film? Just in general, like just the whole genre, like the whole like I get the the whole. I get what you're saying because like um, but you're saying it. it's it felt like but you're Hitchcock saying film. it's bad because it's a ripoff. No, that's not why I'm saying that's it. what you that's what no, you said earlier. No, that's not what I said. Listen again. I said I feel like. It was someone trying to be Hitchcock and not succeeding. But this, okay, let me, I'll, I'll, I'll stop. I'm going to interject really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, My rating's going down every time this, you talk, by the way. Well, <laughs> if I can chime in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead. Um, I get what you're saying because this movie, I even captured in my notes, is some of the, there's a lot of shots that are very Hitchcockian, like high, like over the head kind of shots where you kind of see action. And even a couple of the, like, the murder scenes, the way they're, that quick cuts, like some of it reminded me a little of the shower scene in uh, Psycho. But is that a negative though? No, not necessarily. But I get what Brett's saying is like, you can definitely see the influence and that's, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being influenced mm. by somebody, but it's like when you're trying to... But it sounds like you thought it came across as derivative. It was just, it was just a, it was like, it was like if someone said, hey, Brett, 
you have no skills. Why don't you remake? Why don't you try to do a Stanley Kubrick esque type movie? And I tried to do it. Okay, it would turn out shitty. Okay, uh, Dario Argento does not lack skills. Well, I'm I'm not sure. in this movie. He did. Uh, and I, I've seen other movies of his, and I haven't been impressed. This this film released in Italy and Spain doubled its budget. It's, it was that popular. And I, again, I don't get it. I'm not saying you're wrong. It was nominated for Edgar Allan Poe Award for Best Picture in ni- 1971. It won that award. I'm I'm not saying that anybody's wrong for liking Argento. I'm just saying I don't get it. I know. I, know, I find I, him. No, I, know I find his films boring. I find them lacking in substance. Mm. I find them lacking in in uh, excitement. I, and maybe it's a language barrier. Maybe it's because I'm watching them dubbed and I don't speak the native language. And so I, no. I get distracted by that. Or maybe it's because I just don't get Italian cinema. That could very well be it. Maybe it's, I'm not It was cultured. popular in a number of countries, not just Italy. I mean, yeah, well, but it's not, not popular with Brett. It's not popular in that's, my household. That's okay. <laughs> because I, I've watched uh, other Argento films with other people and they're like, this is boring. So it's not just me. I'm sure there's people out there who agree with me. Obviously, the majority of people disagree with me, but I I didn't like this movie. I I will say this, you know, different people like different kinds of cinema, and that's fine. What'd you give it? I don't know, one point five. I okay. I mean, that's that's your rating. That's fine. Yeah, that's one and a half heads. One and a half PV heads. (laughs) Yeah, PV heads. PV heads. I liked this movie more than Brett did. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> well, lo- I yep. did. I didn't love it. Um, it remind, I think Tenebrae is a better movie, and they're kind of similar. I mm. did like Tenebrae. I will say that. Yeah. I, no, I hate to good. cut you off. I will say this: of the Argento films that I've seen, and I'm not going to talk about. I'm not. I'm excluding Phenomena from this because we haven't talked about it yet. Tenebrae, I really liked. Tenebrae is a masterpiece. It's. I it's think great. that's the I don't best know. film. I, people talk about Suspiria. Suspiria, I found a little bit boring, also at sure. some parts. Um, Su- Suspiria is his art film. And yes. So that, I'll yeah. leave. I'll leave it at that. I'm not going to explain what art film is to a lot of you because a lot of you do know. A lot of you may not know, but I'm not going to get into it. Yeah. But it's his um, art film. Yeah, and it looks really good. It. it yeah. yeah. Um, Tenebrae. I feel like the. The, the speed, mm-hmm. the pacing of Tenebrae, sure, sure. and the story sure. was better. Yeah, and there's more tension yeah, than I, this film. Yeah. Go ahead, David. I, I apologize. Yeah, so I think that well, that was, what, 82, Tenebrae? 82, yeah. So, I mean, 12 years later, you can tell he became a better filmmaker. Um, I think he honed his craft a little more. It's a little tighter. Uh, this movie kind of plods along. Um, to Brett's point, it's not a very long movie, but it did feel longer than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some t- scenes that went on a little little long, but there was stuff that I liked. I liked some of the camera work. Um, Morricone did the score. I liked the music. That is correct. Um, it was a discordant jazz, yeah. offbeat. Yeah, it was kind of interesting. It was great. Um, a couple of the kills were kind of shocking and just kind of fun to watch unfold. Yeah. Um, I liked the twist at the end. Overall, though... I, a lot of blood for 1970, yeah, honestly. I... I, I I didn't dislike it. I didn't. I wasn't super jazzed about it either. So I gave it two and a half. Two and a half. Okay. Uh, this is probably one of the most influential movies, not for just like horror and uh, fans of uh, Giallo, but uh, in general. The music, first of all, set the tone. 
Uh, each scene was important. If you're really watching this film, you pick on so many clues and so many methods and ways that the director wants you to think. Uh, but in reality, it, it, it proves to be wrong. Uh, so some of the characters, they describe the killer with these characteristics. So throughout the movie, there's different characters that you think is the killer. And it's so subtle and so so intelligently done that in order to see these things, you really have to be watching the film. So, for example, uh, the friend is a cigar smoker. Uh, the girlfriend, yeah. and the it girlfriend, shows the killer at one point smoking a Cuban. The girlfriend is from England, and they say there's a fiber in the glove that is only from England. Mm. Um, the um, the husband is left-handed. There's so many elements in this film, and it's so intelligently done for this to be his debut film is insane because it's so well done uh i think some of his later films in the 80s aren't as good i mean that's probably sounds surprising from me but uh i think his first third three or fourth films are 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 amazing it real quick uh Something else I didn't mention that I thought was cool was the, a lot of the characters have kind of interesting idiosyncrasies. Exactly. Like you have the the weird exactly. art dealer guy with the cat thing. Exactly. Um, there's a character that we didn't even talk about, the pimp guy who he visits like in jail or prison yes. or whatever. Yes. Who, who's got a stammer when he talks. Right. And his part is like those yes. sons of bitches. And um, the, that was kind of an interesting little thing to give his character. And the story is so well done. It's it's so much attention to detail was was paid attention was paid to it and the characters dave as you mentioned each character was so interesting and each character had a clue and one character led to the next and if you're really watching this film and if it it just the story just takes you in and you start to pick up on things and then uh on my on my i've seen this movie before so on the next viewing i was picking up on things like oh wow that's why that happened because of this and the it's it's such a great film from beginning to end uh every little scene matters every yeah. little sound of music you're right on the left-handed thing i think i've mentioned this when he throws episode. a cigarette well, because like, I'm, I'm left-handed so i always notice in movies when when there's a, exactly when there's one of my own so <laughs> this this film just for for this to be his debut is just it's amazing uh i give it a five it's oh, holy shit it's You're fucking insane. Well, <laughs> Brett just had a heart attack. He's dead. Oh, so the rest of this episode will just be me and Alan. Uh, so enjoy. Brett's Brett's dead, baby. <laughs> Every character, the acting was top notch. Everything, and and I truly believe that he wasn't surprised by you know being attempted to be murdered and that sort of thing because I think he was a mystery writer. I think he was. He was living a story, and he was probably going to go home to America and write this story. This is the most, yeah, over all over the place I think we've ever been on any movie. So that's a three overall. Like, wow, what a... But, I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, too. We have such we, range. We, <laughs> no, we do. We watch, we watch totally different movies. And see them a different way. And we, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, it's something, it's something that you, I you, think that needs to be said is we look for different things in movies that we watch. That, that is correct. And, and you know, as much as we do agree on some films, both of you just said it, we watch films a different way and we look for different things. So when when I was watching it, I was like, 
waiting for something. Yeah. When Alan's watching it, he's noticing I'm seeing stuff. things. And I'm, I'm seeing and, things. And you guys probably have this too. Like sometimes I'll watch a movie. I got to be in a particular mood to watch certain types of movies too. So there's sometimes I'll watch something because I'm really in the mood for that type of movie. And I'm like, this movie's great. And then later I'll watch it. And I'm like, this movie's not very good at all. And that could be well, too. Like, and I tried to watch this movie because I had to for this podcast. Maybe on a later viewing, maybe I will notice some of the stuff that you mentioned now. And maybe I won't be in a mood where I like, I got to watch this movie. Maybe if you take something while you watch it too. No, seriously. <laughs> yeah, that no, could seriously. Be. That could be. You may see things. You you know who knows. Yeah. Um. But Open you know, I, I think uh, you look for. I don't think you're as story driven. That's not an insult. But I don't think when you watch movies, you're as as story driven as you are with like action or maybe something like that. No. And then and then maybe I'm the other way. I, I didn't know. like the story. I didn't like this story. It's a great story. I thought it was boring. No, it's a great story. And once well. again, I'm in the middle. I thought the story was just all right. <laughs> You're always. always <laughs> I'm switching riding that line. Fucking middle of the road. It's it's a great story. I just don't think you're seeing it. I just don't think you're yeah. seeing it. Even when I go first, though, in my reviews, I'm still usually the yeah, middle guy. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking pussy. <laughs> Take a stand. <laughs> Gotta stand for something or you fall for anything, uh. David. All right. Well. That was the bird with the crystal plumage. Uh, average to three. I know Alan thinks it deserves more. I think it deserves less. David's fucking... I think it's fucking Goldilocks uh, <laughs> in the porridge. Goldilocks. Just, just right. <laughs> um, but uh, that was uh, Argento's first film uh, from 1970. Well, let's talk about a movie from 1985 called Phenomena. Yeah. This was another Argento film starring Jennifer Connelly. Mm-hmm. And pre labyrinth, very young. Yeah, she was fifteen, like fifteen years old. I think so. Yeah, Yeah, she's. I had to look that up too. I was like, "How old was she in this?" Yeah, yeah, she was young. Yeah. Um, was this her first? This might have been her first like film role. Probably. You could kind of tell it's very early. Yeah, you could. You could. She did an okay job. She did an okay job, but But we'll we'll get into that. Teenager. Yeah, we'll get into that. Um. Okay. So this movie. What's it start? How does it start out? Uh, there's like a girl, like a, oh yes, yeah. It's okay, a, it's sorry. we're in Switzerland. Yep. Yeah, and there's like this bus coming. Yep. To pick up like all these yeah. tourists, I guess. Yeah. And uh, it takes them away, and then this chick goes running after the bus, and, and the, she misses the bus. Yeah, and the bus just uh, keeps driving. And at one point, I thought it was turning back to get her, but I guess that's just the it's, way the road. It's very <laughs> winded. Yeah. It's very Switzerland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could tell with the flag and exactly. the roads. And so uh, she goes back to i don't know go get use someone's phone and she finds this house yeah <laughs> so yeah she just goes in Cause yeah because that's, that's what you do yeah well she's looking for help she's stranded yeah so she's like yeah. there's no the cell there's no cell phones or anything yeah. yeah no pay phones in that area and so she's just like fuck it and so she goes in and uh she gets killed yeah, she gets choked with a chain, and then uh, she gets stabbed in the hand yeah. like, with a pair of scissors. And then the glass... She gets shanked in the gut. The the, the glass window breaks on yeah. her face, right? Base, well, she gets pushed she gets, through the window. And she gets tossed into a river, right? And yeah. I, I didn't see anybody. So to yeah. me, I was like, oh, this is like a haunted house. Like, yeah. there's something... No, somebody definitely killed her. But like at first, like I didn't see anybody like yeah. like there. So when the chain like wrapped her around the neck, I was like, You're like "Oh shit!" Did yeah. someone throw that around her neck? She basically or? came across Some the sort wrong of ghost house chain? at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah. well, so. definitely, definitely uh, the wrong yeah. house. And 
and, uh, and she, something to keep in mind it wasn't a matter of somebody luring her there or expecting her mm-mm. she just came across the wrong yeah place. yeah she went in there yeah and uh so she dies uh cut to jennifer Connolly. she's an american she's like this a fucking little american princess yeah. Mm-hmm. She's, She's going to go to boarding bitch. school. Yeah. yeah. Her dad's an actor, right? Yeah. Her, her dad's a famous actor or something oh, what, like that. Right? I, I didn't something know. in Hollywood. I knew he was rich. Yeah. yeah and he was really well known. Yeah. He's a very famous actor. And uh, so she's going to some boarding school in Switzerland or where Yeah. And her mom's there. out of the picture. Like, mom abandoned them. Yeah. And so she goes there and everybody's like well, kind of kowtowing to her. And while she's driving there, like, we find out like she really likes bugs. Yeah. Oh, a bee flies in. Yeah. yeah a bee like flies in. And the chick who's like taking care of her. She's like, oh, a bee. Yeah. She's like, relax. Like, you know, she's like, it's not going to sting me. And she's like petting it. It likes me. And it doesn't. It doesn't sting her and it does like her. Yeah. I always think it's weird when bees sting people because like the bee dies. It's like, you dumbass. Now you're dead. I mean, it's just fucking instinct. Stupid ass (laughs) bug. You know, they're just horny. Yeah. You're like sticking their dick. You're dead. And and, and you know what? And it didn't even hurt very much. So joke's on you, pal. (laughs) (laughs) But see, like. On humans, they lose their stinger. But I wonder if they sting like a bug, do they lose their stinger in that bug? I don't know. I don't know. Because I know humans, like our skin, will, yeah, it'll it won't get come stuck out. In, yeah. But like if it stings something smaller or weaker. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's a pretty piss poor defense mechanism. It's like, ah, I got you. And yeah, now we're both dead. And now, you know, yeah, my butthole gets ripped out and I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think like, through evolution, they would die off. Yeah. Because they would all just die. <laughs> well, like hornets and stuff, when they sting, they can, like, they don't lose it, right? Yeah. I think it's or like a bees. wasp. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. I fucking hate bees. Like, I mean, I like the. I, I, we need them around. I know. <laughs> I, I like the concept of a bee. <laughs> I like the concept of a bee. <laughs> Not the execution, though. Yeah, I don't like. Do, do you freak out when they approach? No. Okay. I do, bees don't I, bother me. I am not afraid of bugs whatsoever. Yeah, some people freak out. I'm like, you got to relax. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. don't freak out. It's oh, my kids. Embrace your inner, your inner Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. They will go crazy. They went crazy. Remember like a couple months ago, there was like all those grasshoppers. Oh, yeah. That appeared. Did you have that at yeah, your house? Yeah. yeah. Um, and in Nevada. They were everywhere. They were everywhere. They were, but yeah. um, they were a lot down here. My whole family, like out in our pool, there was like all these dead grasshoppers or even alive ones just like resting on like the, the chlorine. Just like, waiting to jump. Dispenser. Um, <laughs> they were freaking out. I'm like, why? Why? They're fucking grasshoppers. Could you imagine? Or crickets? Yeah, yeah, they're not going to bite you. Could you imagine like <laughs> way back, you know, in colonial times when the grasshoppers oh. would do their thing, they probably thought it was a fucking plague. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or can you imagine like my family living back then? I'm like, you pussies. Like they were living on dirt. I'd say that's dinner. Yeah. But, but they had like ants and shit like that all over the place in their houses. Yeah. yeah. Like you can't stop it. There was no fucking raid. Yeah. There was no insulation. Yeah, they just, lived on dirt. Yeah. You had to live with it. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. like, and no air conditioning. Fuck yeah. that place. Yeah. Like when you're playing Oregon Trail, there's no yeah. screen. The cows are like, you died because a fucking <laughs> cricket jumped at you and you freaked yeah. out. Yeah. And crickets are the least scary of the animals. Yeah. They won't do anything. Yeah. Just, you know. And grasshoppers, they just fly, yeah. which is kind of creepy. Like yeah. they'll just get yeah. away. So, so needless to say, this film has a lots a, of bugs. A theme centered oh. on insects. Yeah. Well, when you know, not to and, and only that, but intelligence of of insects. Yeah, and not to spoil anything. I mean, we'll get there. But Jennifer Connelly is basically. We come to find out that she's got like this psychic connection with bugs. Yeah. Yeah. And 
bugs like her. Yeah. And she can like and almost she can sort of command them. Yeah. She's or, like, she's like Aquaman. But yeah. Of bugs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so the film also establishes that there's a supernatural element to it too. Yeah. It's a phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. And it's around that same time. We also meet uh, Donald Pleasance's character. Who just so happens to be an entomologist. Yeah. Yep. Oh, fancy that. <laughs> Professor John McGregor. Yeah. And you would think like when he first meets her, like Jennifer Connelly's 15 in this yeah. movie. She's a, she's a high school student. And um, when he first meets her, and we'll talk about this. We'll go back in a second. But uh, she's like, I really like bugs. And he's like, oh, I'm an entomologist. And, he, and then yeah. he has to explain it to her. Yeah. It's like. If you really like bugs, you know what the fucking entomologist is. I mean, I know they're doing it for the audience. Yeah. At that point, but she was like an entomologist. What's well, that? She well, she, well, she's young. She may have not known what an entomologist. She may not. The she name. may have not even known that there was a career being yeah, an entomologist. Maybe not. You know. Yeah, and then he's like, and also this is a chimpanzee. And she's like, oh wow, you got, <laughs> this is bubbles. Um, but Inga, the, yeah, Inga, yeah, Inga. When when we meet his character, he he helps the police with. Uh, CSI type he's investigations. Got, yeah, he's a, ah. He uses bugs, uh, bugs yeah. to solve crime, which is a very. It's true. Yeah, like and it's an interesting. Those, they have yeah. those like farms. Yeah, where they put the decaying corpses. Yeah, and they measure time on on the larva. Yeah, yeah, and how how big the larva is, or if it's grown into yeah, flies, how, or how long the person has been. And dead. that's always been fascinating yeah. to me, yeah. like the real life. Yeah. Um, body farms i guess it makes me wonder how far back that goes because this is from 85 and i don't remember this this type of uh crime scene investigating being popular until maybe like the last decade or so yeah well it's definitely goes back further than that because yeah. i remember learning about it when i was younger yeah um and obviously it goes back to 85 yeah. but um but yeah, it probably more popularized in like documentaries and shit like that. Like, yeah, yeah you mean like as popular- far as being depicted in movies and TV, right? right. Yeah, or right. or like even like reported on in the news. Yeah. Like, I right. remember like, well, and 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 shows like Dateline getting in twenty twenty being more popularized yeah. with like true crime stuff. Yeah, um, as years have gone on. Uh, it's probably brought that and and people's interest in that kind of shit. I feel as has like gone grown. Oh, definitely. And and here's the thing, you know, I think for a long time we've had it around for a long time, I'm sure, but I think in recent decades, uh, or maybe in the last decade, it's gotten really popular. But before that, I think the topic of maggots and insects and things like that skeeved. I think out. the media kind of like ah, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Like that doesn't. So I think that's why we've never really heard about it. Yeah, even though it's been around a long time. Yeah, yeah. which is interesting that he chose to put that in this in this film. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. We meet Donald Plunge's character at the beginning, but then when Jennifer Connelly meets him, it's because she gets up in the middle of the night and she's like sleepwalking. Yep. And um, we come to find out that she's had a problem sleepwalking in the past. Yeah. Um, and she hear, she hears a murder happen? She wouldn't. Yeah, she sees it. Or she she sees witnesses it. it. Yeah. She sees it. It's a pretty cool uh, kill. Like the knife like comes through the person's mouth. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then she ends up in the woods and not knowing where she is. And then this like chimpanzee leads her. Wait, because a couple of dudes no, no, like pick yeah. her up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's sleepwalking. And they seem kind of rapey. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they seem a little little rapey. They, they she seem, jumps out and gets away. Yeah. yeah. And that's when, the that's when Inga, Inga comes. Chimpanzee Inga comes and, and leads her back to Donald Pleasant's house. Yeah. And this chimpanzee. Okay, first of all. It's very like, intelligent. Super. Yeah. Right? 
But you're in the middle of the woods. I know you like playing with bugs and you can talk to bugs and stuff like that. But you see a fucking chimpanzee. I don't give a fuck who you are. I am screaming and I'm going back. <laughs> I'm going back with the rapey guys. Yeah. Because chimpanzees rip people's faces off. Yeah. In real life. And in the middle of the woods, like where chimps aren't indigenous, I'd be like, that's fucking yeah. Bigfoot. That's a baby Bigfoot. <laughs> it's a baby Bigfoot. I'm out of here. There's a mommy Bigfoot. Yeah, and she's I'm pissed gone. and she's coming. Getting the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of here. Well, she's definitely not afraid of it, though. No, she's no. not. And come to find out that Inga's just fine. It's friendly. But I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. If you saw a chimpanzee out in the middle of the yeah, woods. A wild one, no less. I would shit myself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, God, no. Oh, yeah. They, they can do some damage. And then I would throw it at them. They can. I'd hurl my feces at uh, <laughs> Yeah, they'll, they'll do some damage here. for sure. Oh, man. Because I definitely would have shit my pants. Yeah. yeah. They fucking rip people's faces off. Yeah. yeah so, uh, yeah. So, Did Inga, you ever see the image uh, of that? What? The chick who got her face ripped off by a chimpanzee. Did you ever see what Mm-mm. she looked like? I'm going to Google it. She's... <laughs> not when I'm around. No, all right. Um, you ever hear about she owners, survived. owners of chimpanzees and then they go berserk on that them? That was oh, yeah. what happened. So this... Okay, first of all... I couldn't remember if this was a zookeeper or something. This was an owner. Mm-hmm. She had this chimpanzee and I guess she like rented it out for movies and stuff like mm-hmm. that, right? But it was getting a little long in the tooth and so it was... Just, and it was kind of cranky Yeah. anyway. And it didn't like to be taunted. Mm-hmm. Well, her friend comes over and her friend has like a baby toy and her friend was like shaking the baby toy in front of it. Yeah. yeah. And this chimpanzee just went like ape shit. No pun intended. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And ripped her face off. Like bit, bit her nose it off. Triggered something. Did it put it on and wear it like a skin mask? Yeah. And it was like, I, 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 silence of the lambs. No, but it did that. She survives. Yeah. Oh man, that sucks. And she had no face. And mm. I think he like sucked her eyeballs out too. Like, I don't know. It's like they, and they end up killing the fucking chimpanzee. And I'm like, motherfucker, that's why we're not supposed to have chimpanzees mm-hmm. as pets. Yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to have wild animals. Siegfried and Roy, fuck them. They should have taken the chimp to court. And then the ruling should have been, well, we removed the face of the chimp and we put it on the woman. Like, yeah. That should be the just yeah. The justice. The Siegfried Roy thing is such off. a freak accident. Because they've been doing that for so many years. Yeah. But still, it's yeah. a wild animal. Yeah, right, right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And so you can't blame the lion. And I like that Roy came out and he was like, I don't blame yeah, the don't fucking kill lion. Yeah. They, did they? Or a, tiger. White tiger. Whatever it was. Yeah. Lion, tiger, I don't, bear. I don't Mont- care. Monticore, was that his name? I don't think they killed it. Good. Yeah, I don't know. But I like that Roy came out and he's like, fuck, yeah, I deserved it. it almost. Like, we shouldn't have been dicking around with fucking tigers. <laughs> yeah. Making them disappear and shit. There's only so many times you can made, be made disappear before Man, you tell I was, them. I always associated Vegas with Siegfried and Roy and vice versa. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's just over. It's gone. Yeah. 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 But Roy's not in this movie. <laughs> so she meets Donald Pleasance and Donald Pleasance tells her he's an entomologist. And she's like, I sleep with bugs. And he's like, cool. He's like, me too. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a really cool scene. Us. Like kind of geeky. It, yeah. It is cool. And he's like, He's paralyzed. Yeah, he's got a he's in a wheelchair and he's got like one of those things like a stair lift. And actually, one of my favorite parts of the whole movie. And I was, I, I don't know why it hit me, but like I was laughing so. Hard. Reminds you of Gremlins. No, it wasn't even supposed to be funny. It was the the chimp takes her upstairs to get some clothes or a coat or something, mm-hmm. and he takes. The chimp takes the the lazy stairs like yeah. fucking lazy ass <laughs> chimp can't chimp even gets, walk up the stairs. The, chimp gets in the, uh, the chimp's thing. able-bodied yeah. like oh, oh I've had a long day <laughs> pretending to be a big the chimp foot. is smart. Oh yeah, yeah. It, and see the funny thing is, is it was like, a cute scene. I love chimpanzees, but I don't ever want to meet one. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Like I like watching them like in documentaries and shit like that. And I think yeah. they're really intelligent, yeah. but they're just so strong. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're so, I don't want to say they're stupid, but they're so strong that, and they're so wild that they'll just fucking turn yeah. on you. Let alone yeah. a gorilla. Oh, fuck, fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. If I was Charlton Heston and I landed in Planet of the Apes, I would have killed myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> anyway. So so Donald Pleasant's character, uh, Dr. McGregor, uh, he believes Jennifer has uh, telepathy. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he tells her this is a special gift and, you know, you shouldn't waste it. And He also offers a cure for her sleepwalking. He's like, hey, when you're sleepwalking, like you have to tell yourself, I am sleepwalking. Yeah. I must wake up. Yeah. And it's a good tr- sound advice. Yeah. And it's a good contrast. Easier said than done sometimes, <laughs> Doc. It it makes a, ge- a great contrast because in the following scene, I think it's the headmistress. Like, she wants to give her drugs. Oh, yeah. And then they, like, EEG her. Yeah. And they, like, uh, hook her up to, a, like, a machine and they're going to, like, I don't know, drug the, her. Yeah. Or they basically think there's something wrong with her and they're like, oh, maybe she's stoned and maybe she's crazy and this and that. And she's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not stoned. I don't have this. And I don't have that. Yeah. She storms off. Yeah. I thought it was a cool scene. Yeah. And she, like, gets angry at him. I thought, yeah. And, you know, that scene, I thought her acting was pretty good in that scene. It like, was. She gets no, pretty was. angry there. It was. And then she's like, I'm going to call daddy. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to get out of there. She wants she wants out of there. <laughs> um, but she does tell her roommate, she's like, hey, watch me. If right. I start sleepwalking, yeah. just kind of wake me up. And her, her yeah. roommate is Sophie. She's from France. And, and is this uh, the part where the roommate sneaks out to like yeah. go see a boy? Yeah. yeah. She wants to go see a boy. And Oh, it, it's funny because when she meets her roommate earlier in the movie, she's like, oh, I love Paul Corvino. And she's like, that's my dad. It's, it's my like, dad. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but those muscles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, Jennifer Connelly is like, uh, hey, wake me up if you see me fucking sleepwalking she's like yeah sure and then she sneaks out to go meet her with the boy and um her and the boy are like making out and the boy's like i gotta go yeah and she's like you're a fucking limp dick he's like i gotta go do some swiss stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i gotta go make some hot chocolate yodel. i'm gonna go yeah. make a, make I'm, gonna a go watch. Make, I'm gonna go assemble a swiss army knife uh-huh. yep. take a recola <laughs> <laughs> um, i'm gonna go be a great bobsledder <laughs> And then I, I think she calls him a shit, and he's like, "What'd you say?" And he's like, "Fuck you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she goes, she's walking back, right? And then the killer comes after her. Yep, yeah, yep. yep. And then Jennifer Connelly again is like sleepwalking or whatever. She's out there. She's I don't know if she's awake at this. She point. wakes her. She wakes herself up. She does a trick. And oh, she wakes so she's up. outside. Yeah, and, and she then Sophie's a, gone, but she hears a scream. But a bug. A firefly. Yeah, the world's fakest looking firefly yep. ever ever created. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, come with me. <laughs> and it leads her to a glove. Yep. And the glove has like blood on it or yep. something. And there's some yeah. maggots again, over there. Again, Argento with his fucking glove. Yeah. He's yep. always leaving bloody gloves Get everywhere. Glove maybe, maybe we should have investigated Argento for the Nicole the OJ. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was a me. It's like, no one will ever know. <laughs> it was very uh, giallo. Uh-huh. For sure. Dude. Yeah. Maybe they should make a... A bloody glove, a fucking a knife. LAPD watches more uh, Argento movies. Maybe they solve this shit. <laughs> yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it was Argento all along. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. <laughs> the glove didn't fit OJ. Yeah. I bet you if we put that shit <laughs> on, on Argento, Argento, it fits perfect. <laughs> That's why he wasn't at Monster, uh, Santa Monster Police. He's like, oh, I can't go to Los Angeles. The police are the And H.R. Argento covered it up. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. It's like this whole like scheme. No. <laughs> because he was dating maybe Dario was dating Nicole Brown 
<laughs> it's an interesting theory. Interesting. Like, yeah, not true at all. Because I read OJ's book. Where <laughs> uh-huh. he explains exactly. If I, if I did it. Yeah. I read wink, that book. Wink, wink. Yeah. I stayed home from work when the book was released. And read it. Like online. Like yeah. someone like bootlegged it. And I stayed home from work and read it all in one day. <laughs> fascinating. It was fascinating. You're like he absolutely did it. He absolutely <laughs> did do it. Yeah. I know he did. Oh, yeah. Plus he's guilty. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so so in this film, uh, McGregor, you know, as, as we start to learn, he's investigating these crimes and he that's donald pleasance yeah donald pleasance yeah and 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 he he learns that he can start using jennifer to help well because while she's telling him the story of what happened the bugs stop like making all their chirping noise like they're fucking captivated they're hanging on every word of her story he's like oh shit and they like freak out when she's around it's like they make these weird like mating sounds yeah Yeah. real horny yeah they're like, I'm like, she's 15. She's guys. 15. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. a crime. They're like, yeah. I'm only three days old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I only got, and I only got three days left. Like, yeah. are we going to make this happen or what? <laughs> Can I land on her skin or something? <laughs> the fucking bee got to get pet at least. Mm. The firefly got some. <laughs> so he gives her, he gives her this fly. <laughs> it's like, maybe we get together. Uh, we rub our legs together or something. Uh, you know, anything can happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's Europe. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, Alan. Well, no, so no, he, <laughs> he he talks about the great sarcophagus, and he's referring to this fly, and so he wants her to use the fly to help with solving the murder. Yeah, <laughs> fucking fly detectives. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll do it. <laughs> Dude, he'd be like a terrible partner because, like, he constantly get like distracted with like shit. Yeah, the he's like, like, oh, there's dog uh, poop over there on the scent of. <laughs> Oh, is that dog shit? Oh. <laughs> he doesn't call it dog shit. BRB calls like, it lunch. Yeah, it's like it's like oh, I smell something really good. Is that barf over there? <laughs> oh. oh, and he dies after like seven days. Yeah, it's like oh, we would have solved this murder. Yeah, and right as the flies dying, he's like, oh, two days from retirement. <laughs> too old for this shit. Getting too old for this shit. That's the movie we need to make. There's a fly. And Jenny Glover and, and Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Phenomena. No, it's Mel Gibson. Uh, no, we can't no. put him in a movie. No, no, but <laughs> no, no. 1992, Mel Gibson. Oh, oh. There you go. Like, he probably still was an asshole back then, but okay. So the fly has a mullet. <laughs> it would, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would, it would look way more stupid if we have 1992 Mel Gibson in it. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that'd be great. It's like a sequel to The Fly, like the, the original one. Yeah. And um, Lethal Fly. Mm-hmm. And, and Lethal Weapon. We're going to have to write this screenplay, I think. We'll make this happen. Yeah. <laughs> get a Kickstarter talk. started immediately. <laughs> and we could get Dave Coulier to do the voice. Because he does that. Oh, did somebody say world? But we'll just change it. Did somebody say purr? <laughs> purr? <laughs> somebody <Poop>. pooed? <laughs> uh. <laughs> what happens now? So she, he's going to help use her. Well, they... At the same the time, also, uh, I think this happened a scene before. The kids taunt her yeah. because oh, they yeah. start to learn that yeah. you know she, there's something up with her. It's so. very much like Carrie. So and they bully like, her. Yeah, they bully yeah. her. And plug she it summons up. Yeah. all the flies in the world to <laughs> yeah. like come in there and like have her back. Yeah, yeah, because they're fucking. And the students are like, 
going Freak, crazy. He's like, these are my flies, it. and all of them just landed on poop, yeah. and they are going to touch all of you. Yeah. yeah. And they, fly in your mouths while you're sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Lay so she wants maggots. So she wants out of there, and you know they try to put her in a mental hospital, but uh, she escapes, and that, and then that's where she meets up with McGregor, Donald Pleasance, mm-hmm. and then she she uh, gets a fly from him. Yeah, and she's like she's like calling her dad's like assistant or whatever. Yeah, and she's like, I need money, and I need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. I can't get a hold of dad because he's in fucking Saudi Arabia or wherever the hell he was. Yeah, and because because a doctor dies too, McGregor dies in his home. Yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. Killer kills shows him. Up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, killer shows up. Um, dude, that seems really sad because like Inga's outside and she's like trying to get in and she kind of watches yeah. the murder happen and she's like frantically trying to help him. Like that was, it's gonna sound weird. That was a good performance by the chimp. Dude, the chimp the, does the a chimp good job. The chimp is the best performer yeah. in the movie. <laughs> Donald Pleasant. Donald Pleasant too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those two are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the chimp and the the chimp's just wandering around in the woods and digging yeah. through the trash and finding a razor. Yeah. Do you guys find it interesting that? Uh, the uh, the insect doctor dies only after people learn that Jennifer has an ability with insects. That's a key, oh, that's a key part of the movie. yeah. Yep. So it's like once they learn that, they're like, "Well, we better go kill the insect doctor." Somebody decided, yeah, yeah. Bug doctor got to go. Um. So yeah, so she is at like the fucking Western Union. And she's like waiting for money, and the guy's yeah. like, "There's no money coming yeah. right now." She's like, "Well, I'm just gonna wait here." Yeah. And then he's like, "Well, you can go walk around." And she's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna wait here." And then all of a sudden, like the uh, the chick who was in the cab with her when she first started, like yeah. the assistant, she's the, the headmistress. Yeah, at the or school. she's like the assistant. She's she's head, up there. She's one. I can't remember which the headmistress at the boarding school. Yeah, yeah, at the boarding school, she's like, "Oh, she might be the assistant." She's like, "Listen, your dad called." He said, give you whatever you want. You're on the next flight out of here. Unfortunately, it's not till tomorrow. Right. Yeah, come with me. Come with me if you want to live. Mm-hmm. And she takes her to her house. Yeah. And it's like this huge fucking house. Yeah. yeah. And she's very comforting at first. Like, oh, you can stay with me. And yeah, you know, but you know, something's fucking something's up. You know, weird. something's up. Yeah. And so she goes, oh, do you live in this big ass house by yourself? And she's like, no. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All the <laughs> like, all the mirrors are covered. She says she lives with her son, and yeah, and yeah. she kind of says her son's kind of a fuck up, and she's like, hey, you know, he doesn't like looking at himself. Yeah. 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 Well, not only is he a fuck up, but like, he's doesn't she up. say he's like fucked up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. Um. So she's like, I cover him because he freaks out when he sees himself. Yeah. So she's like, okay. And then there's this weird moment where Jennifer Connelly goes and she sees like a kid sitting like in the corner of this room. So yeah. she's like. Oh, she goes over there and she like does something and the kid falls over. No, no. The the mother comes in and uh, she picks him up, right? Yeah. Well, I think he falls well, over. He falls first, over somehow. And then yeah. she's like, oh, she's like, oh my God. And then the mom comes oh, in. Oh yeah. She thought and she, she grabs him. She oh, thought, she thought he, she scared him or something. Yeah. That's right. And it's a doll, isn't it? Yeah, it's a it's doll. It's like a dummy. Yeah. yeah it's and then she's the like, kid. oh, she's like, you think this would be my kid? And she's like yelling at her. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah. why are you fucking yelling at her? And <laughs> yeah. then there's that whole moment where she's like, take the pill. You can take one. Or no, you should take two pills, but you can take one. Either take one or two pills. And then it's like, she's like, I'm not taking any pills. Yes, you are going to take the pills. And they have like this argument about taking of the yes. pills yeah. for like five minutes. And right. then finally, Jennifer Connelly's like, fine, I'll take the pills. Can I go to the bathroom? Jennifer Connelly's a bitch. But <laughs> she deserves to be at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because everybody's she's, been giving her yeah, a rash. She's she's she, she wants to skeptical. leave. Yeah. She yeah. wants to get out yeah. of there. 
So she goes in and she takes the pill and then she determines that it's poison. Yeah. Yeah. You got to barf it up. But at least she only took one. So she regurgitates it. And she, and she realizes it's poison. Well, because she's having stomach pains. But and she then also the flight realized, detective comes in. He's like, you going to eat that barf? <laughs> he's like, um, motherfucker. <laughs> I know we're almost uh, solved we're, this. Hey, we're going to solve this shit real quick, though. I am <laughs> famished. So I'm, I'm famished. <laughs> and that looks delicious. I saw you ate earlier. It looked good. I wanted a bite then. You didn't offer me any, which I thought was kind of rude. But now here's my chance. And it's better. I'm going to swoop in. It's, it's better in the it. second time. Yeah, it's got your stomach acid in it. Um, But the other thing, well, what she sees on the soap is all this fucking maggots. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, all these maggots are all over the place. And... She's like, she she sees them, and I at this point I didn't know if she was just seeing things. No, she wasn't. She no, I know she, she was. Wasn't. She was seeing them. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah they were actually there. they were there. They were there. But like at, at this point in the movie, I'm like, is she just seeing them because she's like slowly going crazy, or is no, this she, real? And yeah. then like you realize, oh no, it's real. Yeah, she's definitely not crazy. It is the movie established that. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a gift. It's a yeah. gift that she has, and so. The head Mitch or this fucking mom chick, she's like beating down the door, and finally Jennifer <laughs> Connolly opens it up, and she's like, "What the fuck you want from me?" She's like, "I'm calling." And she goes to call, yeah. and then the mistress sees that she threw up the pill, and she's like all pissed off. Yeah. And so as Jennifer Connolly's calling, she like rips the phone away from her and rips it out of the, out of the wall, and she's like, "You're not calling anybody, bitch." Mm-hmm. And then she locks her in the room. Yeah. And then like the cop who's been like investigating yeah. this, he shows up because he figured something out yeah. somewhere along the line. Yeah. And so he, sh- oh, cause he finds out that that's where, that's where she used to live. That house at the beginning. Yeah. So she goes there and, or he goes there and, uh, the- she, she leads him inside to another room. Yep. And then we hear, he, we hear a man scream. Yep. And there's a tussle. Yeah. And Jennifer Connell is like, fuck this. And so she gets out there's this whole thing where she's trying to fish the phone out there, and that scene goes on for a very long it, yeah. time. It does go on for a while and I'm like, why don't I kept saying to myself and to the TV, I'm like, why don't you just climb out and grab the phone? Like she's like trying to fish it up. She could fit through that window. Yeah, I yeah. thought that too. I think they try to imply that she couldn't or something, but then she ultimately does. Yeah. Yep. Cause she climbs over there and drops the phone down this hole. <laughs> And then she goes crawling down this hole, and then well, she goes down there because uh, there's maggots, and they're they're trying to lead her. Well, she ultimately finds this fucking place. Yeah, she f- slides into her, and she gets scared by the cop who's chained. He's up, chained up. Yeah, um, Inspector Geiger. To the wall. Yeah, and she falls back into this fucking sludge pit. Yeah. of decomposing. It's like skulls and maggots. Oh, it's nasty. Yeah. You know nasty. why there's maggots all over the place? Because yeah. there's fucking dead bodies there's rotting. Dead, there's the dead bodies. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. She's like caught in that shit. And then the fucking mistress chick comes in and she's like laughing. She's like, Frau, <laughs> Frau Bruckner. Yeah, Frau it? Bruckner. <laughs> she, Frau Bruckner comes in. And then the detective's like, I'm going to break these fucking chains. Well, I'm not going to break these chains. I'm going to break my fucking hand. So he breaks yeah. his fucking Whoa. thumb, squeezes out of the handcuff. Yeah, like he's trying to get out of like a wristband or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at, a, at a fucking horror convention. Yeah. So he can give it to somebody. So they can get him for free. <laughs> That's a topic for a, probably a previous podcast. 
fucking timelines don't matter in this universe. <laughs> this isn't a linear story. So he breaks free. <laughs> he breaks free and he beats the shit out of Frau Brucker. Yeah. And he starts. Or so we think. Yeah. But he starts slamming her in the face yeah. with the yeah. fucking handcuff. And Jennifer Connelly. Um, you know what I did like, though, is like when she busts, when she finally gets out of the sludge, like they they do make a point that she gets rinsed with water. Yeah. Because yeah. So I was like. She is dirty as fuck. She's with got all. a stink. Yeah. yeah. But then they rinse her with water. A pipe breaks like she's trying to get out in the pipe. Yeah. The pipe breaks and it rinses her off. her off, which ultimately helps because with continuity wise. Yeah. You want to make sure that like, because you don't know when you're going to film. Right. Or if that yeah. other scene had been it was filmed smart. Prior. It was smart. Oh, it was very yeah, smart. Yeah. yeah. That was smart. I did notice that. You say I don't fucking notice shit. <laughs> <laughs> notice the fucking that. <laughs> So she goes and she's like, I'm heading for Z Hills. Mm -hmm. So she goes out and she gets, oh. Before she does that though, she finds the sun. She starts running out and then she sees the sun. There's rooms. The sun's crying. Yeah, there's rooms. And she's like, it's okay. It's okay. I've come to save you. And I knew something was going to happen. Yeah, you're like, that kid's going to be a ghoul or something. And sure as shit, he looked like a fucking maggot. Like he turned around, he got this weird fucking face. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if he had eyes. I think its eyes were sewn shut. Yeah, I think. And his mouth, he had like a big old cleft lip. and Oh, it was yeah, fucked was, up, huh? He was an abomination. He was. He, it was creepy, wasn't it? I can see why he covered the yeah. fucking mirrors. It Face only a mother could love. <laughs> and she didn't even love him. No. Yeah. <laughs> she fucking hated him. <laughs> yeah, it was it was creepy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So he starts fucking ghouling after her. And Jennifer Connors is like, fuck you. You're on your own, kid. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, he run, she runs out I'm of I'm going to get in this motorboat. <laughs> I think it's like out of a storm drain or something. A large... She gets out of there somehow <clears throat> underneath the ground, and then she gets to the beach, and she gets on a boat. Yeah, and the kid like uh, chases her, and he tries to harpoon her. Yeah. She, yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Like She gets out on this boat, and then like there's gasoline and fire, and she goes underwater, and then the kid's like pulling her down. He's very fucking Voorhees. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. He like tries to Voorhees her oh, underwater. Before that even happens, she like screams and summons a swarm of bees, yeah. and the bees like eat his face off. Yeah. 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 It was pretty gruesome. And that then was he's like, gnarly, and he's, he's like peeling his he's face, peeling his off. face yeah, off. Yeah. That was fucking gnarly. <clears throat> but he falls in the water, and that, that kind of helps him temporarily. Yeah, temporarily. Because and then, she falls, she tries to escape on the boat, I think, and she, he had punctured a hole into the gas tank, so it came yep. on fire. Yep. She falls in too. And She's underwater swimming to get away from the fire. And by this time, his face is all decayed, but he's still coming after her. Yeah. yeah. And then he catches on fire, right? He ca- yeah. yeah. He, he burns, reaches the he surface. Burns to death. Yeah. Yep. And so then she's on she's on land and she's all, phew. And then fucking the mom comes out. Well, Inspector yeah. Geiger or whatever like comes to save her. Oh. And then the mom kills. No, chop, no, 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 no. Chops no. his head off with yeah, a she, sign. No, it's Morris. It's the dad's agent. Oh, oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, comes sorry, to yeah, America. Right, right. The inspector's dead. He yeah, knows. Inspector's yeah. Dead, the inspe- right. Because the mom. So the so the the attorney, it's his, it's the actor's attorney and yep. assistant. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's who so she's been calling for this it's month. Yeah. And he knows something's wrong. So he shows up. He flies to America. He shows up. And he finds her. And yeah. he, she's like, Morris, it's so good to see you. And he comes walking down the steps. Yeah. And shink. Yep. His like head's not fucking, on anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like one fell swoop with a metal sign. Yeah. It was so. It was, that like, was pretty rad. That was it cool. Was, it was rad. Yeah. And then and, she's like. And she's like, fall. Yep. Yeah. She's about to like kill her. Yep. Yeah, and got, then she's like, summon your bugs. Bring your bug. Like, you know. Yep. And, and she doesn't. And I was like, why don't you fucking bring the bugs? Because, mm-hmm. well, maybe with, with being tele- telekinetic, you have to have like kind of a calm. Yeah. And she's about to be killed. So yep. 
Yeah, it's, the it's a like, moment. I got my EpiPen. Swarm all the bees you it's, want. It's <laughs> a moment where like you're helpless almost. And then she's like, I don't need fucking bees because guess what I got? I got fucking Inga. Yep. <laughs> and Inga had found that razor blade like in the trash. Yeah. yeah, and she fucking kills that bitch. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then and then she takes Jennifer away. Just, uh, it's just Jennifer Connelly and a monkey. Yep, forever yep. and ever. <laughs> yep, yep. End of movie. Yeah. Credits. Um, Fiend. <laughs> actually, I I kind of dug this movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, me, me too. I don't think it was great. I, I liked it. I think it, was, I think it was fun. I liked it better than the Bird with Crystal Plumage. Uh, def- definitely, I well, did. Yeah. Um, one's from 70, one's from 85, so it's mm-hmm. 15 years apart. Evolution. Yeah. Well, no, I don't think, I don't call it evolution. I think it's different moments in time. Different moments in time, different... Um, different stories. Different stories. Um, this is a more supernatural story. It's not a. It's not a thriller. It's more of like. No, it was a thriller too. Yeah, yeah. but but I mean like it's not straight up thriller. It's yeah. like kind of quote unquote unrealistic because sure. you've got a girl who's um, can talk to yeah. bugs. Sure. Um, but I think I was confused as to was the mom just psycho just cause the mom wanted was that ever explained why she was killing people. Uh, I think, I think the, uh, maybe to feed the boy, I've never really gone too deep into it. And I wasn't sure if like, was the boy killing and she, the mom was covering it up? I don't I, think so. I think, I think the mom was, the mom? was the psycho. Okay. Uh, you know, I wasn't, maybe maybe both. I wasn't sure. In, in the, in the, the first killing I think was the boy. Yeah. And so I think the mom freaked out and they had to move. Oh. So that's how she ended up. Uh, at that boarding school, she or not the the, the university or whatever she you know mm. she became uh, an employee there. Yeah, maybe. And as the movie progressed, um, the inspector started to learn, dig deeper about you know the students being killed because it was so close to where she lived that they used some of those girls as victims. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I just I I would have liked to known her motivation. Yeah, like. I was half expecting like that final end person speech, like right yeah. before she gets. Let me it tell you the good. whole yeah. yeah, and this is why I've been doing it. I was raped and uh, yeah. by my brother, and that's why I have a re- reject looking yeah. kid. And I think maybe some of the girls, perhaps you know, and it kind of leaves it to your imagination. But maybe some of the girls maybe suspected her, or maybe knew or maybe, too much, or maybe they or came maybe across she just something. Like, she didn't like the fact that they were all about sex or something because the be. one French chick yeah, maybe. got it. Could, she could be a crazy mom and, you know. She's just trying to keep everybody pure. Something. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. You know. Or she's just or she's just crazy because, hey, my kid is got stuck with a fucking shaft. In, or did she torture her kid and make him deformed and make him like that because yeah, she's all fucked in the head? She it, obviously sewed his eyes shut. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. I don't know. See, I would have liked that. Yeah. All in all, though, it kind of leaves it to your imagination mm-hmm. a little bit. I like Donald Pleasance. Yeah. Um, one thing that was kind of irritating, and, and I spoke to David and Alan about this uh, off the podcast, mm-hmm. was the version that I saw. Oh, the language stuff? Yeah. I And, and this isn't a cut against the film. Yeah. I mean, this is just the version that I saw. was like, it would be in English, and then all of a sudden it cut to Italian. Right. And I could kind of get what they were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I almost, yeah. I almost and then like five like, seconds later, it would go back to English. Yeah, yeah, and then it would go to German. Yeah, but yeah. it only did it a few times in the movie, and it seemed like each one was about ten seconds. And or I can so. explain it. Yeah, I guess. I guess what I thought was maybe mm-hmm. they what they said in English, they're right. just saying in Italian again, right. and that's why some of those scenes lasted longer. Sure. Like yeah, the maybe. scene where they're given the pill back yeah. and forth, 
is like they said it in English and then they were saying it in Italian and it just right. ended up being together. Mm. I don't know. I'll I'll try to explain it very quickly, but uh, the way it works is up until maybe uh, I would say maybe the 80s or even the 90s. Um, up until that time, foreign films in movie theaters were very common. And a lot of times we would get a certain cut. Um, when this movie came out, it came out in America as Creepers. Yep. But they cut out a lot of scenes from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like 20 minutes short. Yeah, so it wasn't until like a few decades later when we got home releases, you know, a lot of the pro- uh, you know directors, producers, distributors, they all decided, why don't we just add those extra scenes back in? Now, granted, they're in another language, oh, but okay. at least it may... You know, some mm-hmm. fans will want to see the entire film as it was made. Gotcha. So you have an Italian cut, which, you know, is was all, the entire film, which is the entire film. Actually, the international cut in, in a majority of countries got the Italian cut. Sometimes they'd put a Spanish dub or a French dub or English dub or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you got the Italian cut, which was the full cut. Uh, so some of those scenes were taken out for the American release. Okay. So everything that we saw that wasn't spoken in English is from the original Italian it, cut. So if we remove those, that would be creepers. Yeah. So okay. so those scenes did not get English dub. Gotcha. Okay. Um, makes, I would have liked to have them at least sense. subtitled. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. And and there, if you have a home release, you can subtitle it. Yeah. Yeah. And it may be possible if you're streaming it, depending on the the company. Service, yeah. They may if you turn on Put subtitles, on it yeah. will appear. Close caption. It yeah. will appear. Um, another thing about that is with this movie, was it also true? With the actors, um, much like in Demons, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, where they spoke their where they native spoke language. Their native that language. is correct. That so is... when Jennifer Connelly is acting with some people, she's speaking English, but they're speaking to her in Italian. That's correct. And she's just waiting for the moment to talk. That's correct. So, you know, getting back to her performance. Yeah. 15 years old. It's not acting. bad. No, it's not bad. I had no problem with her in this movie. I thought she was fine. <clears throat> yeah. I thought she did good. Yeah. And it's it goes to show why she yeah. went on to... I will say there were some moments where it was just like, ah, like, you know... She's a little dry. Yeah, she's a little, a little dry, wooden, but... but a little whatever. She's she's young. But, uh, but Donald Pleasance was awesome. He was fantastic. Uh, the, the monkey was great. And yeah. he, he played a really interesting character, too. He did. And I like that he was kind of... He's kind of that good guy that, you know, he yeah. was just like, oh, this is great. Because sometimes he he's nice. bad. Sometimes he's in the middle. Mm-hmm. And, and he was just genuinely, like, interested in her. He wasn't, like, some pervert who was like, oh, I want this, like... Yeah. I got some bird. bugs in my cellar. Yeah. yeah. Like, and by oh, cellar, gross. I mean my pants and yeah. my bugs. I love I mean Donald Pleasance. <laughs> I love Donald Pleasant, so that's a bonus. I got, for me I got crabs. Movie. Are those bugs? <laughs> uh, can you talk to them and get them? A, <laughs> get them out. Get them out of here. They're itchy as a mofo. <laughs> um, so I, you know, it's not a perfect film. Um, I, I, it wasn't as long as what I was saying. Uh, Bird with crystal plumage. That's was. funny because it is a longer movie. It is a longer movie, but I found it to be more. Um, intriguing. Agreed. <clears throat> I found the story to be zipping along a little bit more. Um, so I'm going to give it, I was going to give it two and a half, but then when we were talking about the end and how awesome that was, I'm going to bump it up. I'm going to give it a three. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a solid three. I like this film. Yeah. I give it a three also. Um, yeah. Middle I like the road. <laughs> I know. Well, we're tied on this one. I like, uh, I like this movie better than uh, Birth of Crystal Plumage. Like we said, the, the performances I thought were good. Um, some of the effects like were dated, but didn't really bother me Not at, all. at all. I thought the climax was really cool with like the guy getting his head cut off and like the fire. There I, were like I, a couple of endings. It had a good ending. Yeah. Um, 
only things I didn't really like about it, one that I thought was weird is I liked some of the score by Goblin and Simon Boswell, but there were also scenes where I thought the score didn't line up. Ah. Like, well, didn't they you, use they used Iron Maiden? Yeah, well, but didn't they? Reuse and there was Motorhead. Motorhead. But, but didn't even, they reuse Goblin's score from um, one of his one of Argento's other films? Like, it wasn't. Goblin didn't have a lot of stuff in this. It, yeah. it was a joint effort. There was Simon Boswell, there was Goblin, there was uh, Claudio Simonetti, who was in Goblin, yeah. did some of his own. Yeah. But what I thought was weird is there were scenes like where people were like walking slowly or like going through like and it was playing like heavy and playing dun, really, and dun, playing dun, really dun, fast dun, music dun, where yeah. it was like this should be slow sure, eerie sure. music. So I kind of like that though. It was I just thought it was kind of odd. Ah, yeah, yeah. Like it, it just didn't feel like it. I did like the Motorhead in up. there. The Motorhead was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but overall, but overall, I like this movie. I'd watch it again. I give it three. Three. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. To your point, uh, that's that's one of my. Uh, my cons uh to apply in this movie is the music sometimes it was a little off yeah uh and it. and you know i know it's it's <laughs> no it's great music i liked it when jennifer Connolly is doing the whole phone thing that's one instance that was, a, that was iron maiden I yeah think, and it was like playing scene. and you're like and th- that was okay but, but it's what, like why why is this yeah. song <laughs> like no it so yeah. has to be like trying to that was around. that's my thing is i liked the music yeah. i just didn't think it necessarily it fit, fit. it yeah. fit no yeah. that and that's that's true david i there were some scenes where i felt the same way but the soundtrack as a whole, I, I really enjoyed, especially the original soundtrack, the the, the title, score. the title track, and the uh, concluding score. Yeah, I thought were great. And the yeah. score is available on Waxwork uh, Records. Yeah, uh, I'm actually thinking about ordering it. It's it's a great score. Comes with a fly. Uh, I love <laughs> I love when the Swiss tour or the the tourist is stranded, and it's the music is so creepy and there's a guitar and there's a flute mm-hmm. and uh, she's going up to the house and it's perfect. It's one of my favorite. Did uh, Simonetti do most of the score? Uh, no, I think it was mostly Goblin and uh, Boswell, if I'm not mistaken. Cause I thought, yeah, I, I, I can't thought remember. The, I had read, and I can't remember the track ratio. I thought I had read though that, they just reused Goblin stuff. It wasn't. That wouldn't surprise it me. It wasn't original. That would make sense because I just, I felt like it, it didn't fit. So that would make yeah. complete sense if they just. Bill Wyman was also on it too. Source stuff that already exists. Yeah. I think that's. I I thought that's what I read. Yeah. So it wasn't original yeah. for that movie. Oh, uh, here you go. Uh, Goblin is credited as contributing to the score, but this is limited to two cues from their score from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, there you go. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. Yeah. So it's it's only two things, and yeah. it was already used. Uh, Interesting. It's funny because when Sophie, when she's falling asleep and the TV's on, that's Goblin performing on the on the screen, and they're playing from oh. the, they're playing the music from Dawn of the Dead. Nice, oh, that's cool. So, uh, I I love this film. It's um, I had seen it before, and to be honest, I didn't think it was that great. But watching it again, um, I picked up on a lot of things. Oh, so that can happen. So when you watch a film once, you might think mm, it's not that good. Well, <laughs> well, I never doubted that for you. I didn't say that. I'm, you should watch it again. There's there's no there's no denying. Were that. you surprised that I like this film? No, because you like <laughs> no no you liked Tenebrae. Yeah, and this is more leaning towards more Tenebrae than it does to Bird. As far as the '80s, this is the same. Maybe t- style wise. Style wise, that's okay. what I'm talking about. Not story wise. Because Tenebrae was '82, this is '85. Mm. Um, so, so I need to restrict my Argento it, to anything past. No, 80. you don't need to restrict yourself to anything. <clears throat> you should you should. I, I encourage everybody to watch everything. Seriously, watch everything. But um, style-wise, yeah, it's more it's more like Tenebrae, I would say. Um, definitely the kills are more a little more gruesome. gory, a little more effects and gruesome mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, but I give it a four. 
you know, aside from the things that I didn't like about it, I still really, really, really like this movie. Cool. That should put us about a yeah. 3.3. 3.33. Yep. Yeah. So we're all pretty much on the same page on this one. Um, Alan didn't like it as much as the bird with crystal plumage, but still liked it. We liked it more. Yep. Um, but uh, I, I really think it's a good film. I think um, this is probably for his 80s films. This is probably my second favorite after Tenebrae. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, if you like Dario Argento and you want to tell Brett how much of a fucking idiot he is, please feel free to <laughs> Or you know what? Or, or tell him, hey, I agree with you, Brett. Like, you You're know, still the fucking idiot, but I, <laughs> I didn't say that. I, agree with I, didn't, I didn't say that at all. I didn't say that at all. <laughs> I did. Um, but you can contact us. Where can they contact uh, you us? You can find us on Twitter. We're the Swearwolves there. We're on Facebook as the Swearwolves as well. You can find us on Instagram where we are the Swearwolves podcast. We're on YouTube as the Swearwolves. Uh, you can go to our website, swearwolves.com, and drop us a comment. Uh, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. Uh, so I had a lot of fun talking about this stuff this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I love I these episodes. We were gonna, I knew we were going to have a little bit of a discourse. That's why yeah. I wanted to kind of get it out of the but way. But you know right what? We're, uh, we're good. We're going to go outside and dig for night crawlers now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yep. Yeah. Maybe well, take a dump and see if uh, any flies hey, show up. I'm going to solve this mystery. <laughs> Cole, for, what did I have for dinner last night? Uh, <laughs> the answer is Cool Ranch Doritos <laughs> and beer. <laughs> Sorry. For the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. I'm Alan. We'll see you later. <laughs>